Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Howdy folks, and welcome to another episode of the Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I am your beast, Dan Meredith. Firstly, hope you are well. For those of you who heard our last podcast, if you are still sticking to your New Year's resolutions, goals, plans, congratulations. Um, If you've fallen by the wayside, um, you're a failure, waste of space, nothing. (laughs) Joking. I'm only fucking with you. If everything's gone to shit, remember what I said at the end of the last podcast, okay? Doesn't matter. Start again. Okay, so I'm only teasing you. So I hope you had a good start to the year. Hope whatever goals, plans, shit you got going on is going fine. For those of you who've got kids, I've heard last week is a week of fucking misery. So, you know, just from my perspective, for you, for those of you who have children, I laid in till eight o'clock every day. So that that was my gift to you. So I just wanted to let you know, I woke up at eight o'clock, naturally had a coffee, Listened to a bit of music, played a couple of memes, you know, was on my Xbox for a little bit. But I did that for you because I felt you would want me to do that for you. So that's my gift to you. How was your start to the year? Mine has been good. As I said, if you're listening to this, I probably just got back from Mexico and, you know, 12 days on a beach, not doing much, just able to then ponder on my thoughts. So I'm probably back in the game now with a with an action plan for the year mm. and excited to be sinking my teeth into Fucking it. smash it, Jamie. Fucking do it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, go. Exactly. But in order to do that, something that I... It, it's weird how this comes... So the title, of course, of this podcast is Harsh Truths for this year. And I think this is important. 2013, I stumbled on, on an article and it was six harsh truths that will make you better and i loved it so much i read it every, mm. read it and shared it every single year until this we shared year. it on this podcast before yeah i think we have before it's we been, have uh, yeah i remember yeah we, we, we have should, me and you have shared it multiple times and um it, this was the only year where i was like i'm not going to read it anymore i'm going to write it and yeah we both because of course over the last eight or nine years i've been writing and specifically last year in 2023 i spent four or five hours a week writing and of course writing my book and writing my newsletter, and I've become quite good at writing. So what I did was I wrote six harsh truths to make you better, and I thought what would be great is to share three of mine and Mm -hmm. three of yours. And these are things that you might not want to hear. And the thing is, me and Jay wrote these independently, so one and three are our own ones, but our number two, we both came up with exactly the same thing. So it's kind of like five truths, really, but we both, yeah, number two, both nailed it. So um, I'm going to kick things off. This one, uh, this is going to go out to those of you who maybe struggle with confrontation or you don't like it. Um, Maybe a bit of a people pleaser. Maybe uh, you find loss hard. I've got to say after losing dad, I found like losing, you know, people and stuff from my life harder. But this is something that I have really come to terms with and i'm cool with it now and that is people will leave you let them okay i hung on to business relationships partnerships 
personal relationships, friendships, connections, all sorts for far too long. For me, I'm always going to try and try and solve, solve a problem, make it better, do something right. You know, often, if I'm honestly honest with you, Jay, I'd often bend over backwards for people who wouldn't even fucking do a single thing for me because I didn't want to let them down. I didn't want to make them feel bad. I didn't want to hurt them. I didn't want to offend them. But do you know what? I still don't want to offend or hurt anyone. But I've just realized now some people are in your life for good. Some people are in it for a period of time. Some people in and out. That's it. If somebody wants to leave your life personally or professionally, don't beg. Don't chase. Just let them go. And I found this year I've done, you know, there's a few people. Obviously, I spoke about, you know, the challenging, you know, breakup that I had in the middle of the year. There's been some business relationships that have come to an end. Some, you know, professional ones as well. I old me. Old me, when I used to drink and, you know, be a little less conscious and all that kind of stuff, would have probably been a bit of a dick, to be honest. Now, my attitude is, I wish you well. You know, I wish you plain seas and good winds. Just go sail to where you need to go. Me and you are done. It's not, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. doesn't mean I'm a bad person. But just go. If people want to leave, just go. That's okay. We're not supposed to like everyone. We're not supposed to be friends with everyone. Not everyone's supposed to be in our life forever. That's it. Sometimes relationships, friendships, business partnerships just comes to an end. And you know what? That's okay. And the beautiful thing is, and this is something that this year, sorry, last year, sorry, really showed me. When you finally just go, not fuck it in a bad way, just go, cool, let it go. It's done. Whatever. You create a, you create a vacuum. You create a space. And what you find yourself is, is that that space then gets filled with the right people, the right connections, the right individuals, the right people by your side. And it's fucking wonderful. So look, if pe- people leaving you, especially if it's a relationship, fucking hurts. Like I can, I would, and, and I said this on a podcast before, I will have my leg broken every fucking time 10 times out of 10, rather than heartbreak. Heartbreak's the one thing that absolutely skills me. It just does. That's just that's just me, okay? I'd much rather deal with a broken bone than a broken heart. But I've also realized, once you're through the pain, once you're through the discomfort and stuff, it's often the best thing ever. You know, I used to try and kind of, you know, save things and, you know, we could do... Nope. That person has made the decision, you know, same for me. I've exited, you know, relationships, friendships, business partnerships, etc. Does not mean I hate that person, that I want anything bad to happen to them, but just people are going to leave you and you're going to leave people. Let it happen. And it's, yeah, it's not easy to do. I think um, one of you know, big thing which I value is loyalty. And yeah, me too. You know, when, I, when I look at partnerships with like, you know, with sponsors and that, you know, I'm always saying to people when I take on a new sponsor, I'm like, I'm not in this for a quick ad and go. I'm in this to see what your plans are for the next three to five years so I can be a part of it. And mistakes that I made in business was saying to all of my employees, you're you're family now. And the trouble with having that mentality in business is that if you are treating people like family, when they go, it's as if you're, you know, splitting up for your brothers or sisters or, or parents. And that 
has a real bad emotional connection and this is when mm. you know you shouldn't be um mixing you know take you shouldn't take things personally there's a difference between taking things personally and taking things professionally and yeah. it's so important to not treat people like family in in businesses it really isn't i mean as i said like i made that mistake and it was really hurtful when people inevitably decided to leave and mm. my thing was oh why are you leaving you know this that and the other and and it's because you're not doing you know you're not doing this right um you can treat people with respect you can treat people professionally um but don't treat them like family you know you should yeah. keep things very very professional and also when people do decide to leave and go on their path help as much as you can with the transition to them doing it 100%. And, and it's knowing that this game is this if you dislike that person and you do everything in your power to make sure that they are they're out with a smooth transition and a mm -hmm. spring in their step the outcome of that is going to have two things are going to happen that person you know will then have to face the realities of doing it by themselves and fail miserably, in which case they might be back in six to eight months with open arms going, oh, I didn't realize how fucking hard this is. The other, the alternative for that is that that person does go off on their own, does do fucking well because it was the right decision for them to go. And because you helped make that transition and smooth sailing, they are forever grateful that they started their chapter with you and things like that have a tendency to come back in very good ways yeah. and you'll know this Dan of some of the clients that you've worked with who then suddenly go on to build massive companies they yeah, it's been amazing most, most yeah good people always remember their roots and they're always respectful of that and they're always you know like for example there's probably a group of people that if they reached out and asked for my help for something I will always say yes to because I remember that they yeah, helped they did, me they, out they when I first you, started. Yeah. And cool. this, it, it's necessary to return the favor. So once Indeed. again, positivity always wins. But that doesn't mean okay. um, that people should you should hang on to everyone around you and, yeah. and be okay with people leaving. Shit runs its course. What's your first one then, Big Dog? So my one is the world only cares about what you can give to it. And this is a, a really harsh but true one. And it's really understanding this. The reason that I've got a big following, and there's near on 2 million people, is because I have a lot of value to give to somebody that when somebody goes onto my page and looks at my content, their initial thought in the head is, if I follow and listen to this person, will it add value to my life? And yeah. a lot of it is yes. So when somebody comes to me going, oh, I'm struggling in some way, I'm struggling to get the thing that I want, either attention, an audience, money. I'm like, well, what are you good at? And if you're going to turn around to me and say, I'm not very good at anything, I'm like, well, don't expect at this moment in time for anybody to give a fuck about you because all that people care about is what they can get from you. And that's not a bad thing because what you need to do 
is work on improving your skills. And I love this quote, as I do love fucking quotes. Speaking of quotes, though. Oh, hold on. Get, get okay. your book That's the ready. rule. Right. This, so is, a good, go, this is a good thing. This is my new favorite thing. So, so yeah. So, we've got from page... Hold on. So, we go from 40... No, we've got page 18 to 134. Uh, 133, please. Right, then. Okay. Hold on. You don't have to know everything, but you should learn how and where to find the things you need and want to know. And that That's is pretty by, good. oh, okay, hold on, Sophonishba Breckenridge, American educator and social activist. I hope I've said that name remotely correctly. That's actually a really good quote. It's a good one. Yeah, I like it. So to add to that quote, and it's kind of on par with it, it's time, money, skills. And if you're lacking in one, you'll have to use the other two to get there. And I love that because if you do not have skills or you do not have value at the moment, then you need to be thinking of two things, money or time. And if you don't have money, then you need to be able to give people your time. But at the same time, approaching someone and giving your time, like for example, if you come to me and go, yeah, Jay, I really want to get into social media. Can I give you my time? to kind of take the burden off you. Now, my mm -hmm. response to that is, of course, going to be no, because you don't have the skills that I need in order to take that time off, because it's going to take me time to train you up to get to the standard that I need you at to take over that role. So what would be better is if you got really fucking good in your own time at developing that skill, and then showing to me that skill, which then can take that time off. And this is so Perfect. important. Use that time wisely. Time to be on the craft in which you then become valuable to others. So think about this. If you're not where you want to be, it's because you're not good enough yet. And that's not, once again, like, oh, I'm not good enough. It's like, no, you're not good enough yet. It's like, yet. what is my game plan to get fucking good at though at this thing Love it, that mate. makes Love me it. valuable to other people and guess what will happen then when you become valuable to others that's when success comes beautiful well what i'm going to make a suggestion because we our number two is the same so i'm going to suggest we both bump our two to, to our final one because that's going to be a good one so i'm going to go to my third one now which is this is my harsh truth. Not everyone can be successful. Brackets, but everyone can be better. So the reason I say this, so the world I am in, I have a kind of love-hate relationship with. You know, kind of the business coaching, personal development world, right? You can learn a lot from people like me, okay? There are great people out there who know business and systems and marketing and tech and mindset and all this kind of clever shit yeah really really good stuff but to do well at, for example what i do and i hope i don't come across as a dick here you do need to have kind of a bit of a hook you need something different so for me it was kind of like my look the fact that i was doing a lot in america and british and, and you know I, I swore as well you know it wasn't me being like a, a child you know I, I, I just that's how i talk um and the fact that I was writing quite different stuff on social media, 
And I have, you know, a degree of energy. I'm a bit of a performer. You know, I have some charisma. You know, it really sounds like cringe saying that. But you do need to have something about you. Okay. Now that could also be like hyper intelligence. You could be really skilled at something. So much like Jamie said on his one, you know, you might not be there yet. You know, it took me time. But even when I started online, I was already naturally good with people, with presenting, with talking. It's just something that I've just done all my life. And and there's a school report. I think I was seven years old and it was like, you know, Daniel often puts the needs of others against, you know, often against the head of his own kind of a coaching thing and he is always bringing those less fortunate together to make friends so since i've a kid i've helped people and put people into groups that's what i've done i've done it since i was a kid so can that but there's equally people like i've got friends who are batshit successful you know their brains just do not work like mine does they are so sharp and they're just snap they're just unbelievable so what i'm saying here is is that you'll see people especially this time of year you know, earn six figures in six months, you know, 30 days to 50,000 followers, you know, go from, you know, how to cold DM your way to 10 grand a month. There's all kinds of this shite out there. And for some people, everything that I've just said works. It does. Because there's some people have got that spark, they've got that charisma, they've got that drive, they've got that something. But most of us, and I'm going to say, you know, it's taken me a, a chunk of time to get, you know, it's not like I just appeared out of nowhere. I did it quick, but I also worked really, really fucking hard. So what I want, what the reason I said is not everyone can be a success brackets, but everyone can be better. Okay. There are people who compare, let's just say we're just talking numbers who make me and Jay look like nothing. Okay. Nothing. Okay. There are people that we probably make look like, you know, what, you know, we're vastly ahead of, okay. Whether you've got more or, or less money doesn't make you a better person or anything like that. But well, I'm talking talk, talk success in a, in, a, in a business sense here, okay? But even if it, when it comes to, you know, fitness or, you know, some sort of sporting endeavor or a hobby or something like that, just because you're not good at it doesn't mean you can't get better at it. You might not be the world's best. You might not be able to build, you know, you know, have the, the the tenacity or the time or the resilience to build a six or seven figure business. You might not have the time to build a, you know, like a, a body like Jay's or, or anything like that. But that does not mean that you can't get better. So understand what you see out there, these great results, these success stories, okay? Hopefully, most of them are real. There's obviously a lot of bullshit online as well, okay? And people do some of those things. You know, I know them. I'm friends with them. But understand this. Not everyone can be a multimillionaire. Not everyone could be, you know, like a fitness model. Not everyone could be a world-class athlete. Not everyone could be fucking whatever, okay? But you can be a better version of you. And you can improve things. And you know what? Sometimes... Again, not everything has to be monetized as well. You know, I own a gym. I did well in the fitness industry, but I ended up really falling out of love with it because I was in it all the time. And you know what? I'm I'm 43 now. You know, a couple of my joints are made out of metal. I'm not going to be able to do some of the things that I used to do. And you know what? That's okay. But I can still be a better version of Dan. You know, there's guys, um, there's a lad I'm mentoring now. He's in his early 20s. He's doing like $100,000 profit a month. Like he's he's dicking on me. Like he's doing phenomenal. Like I'm super proud of him. 
he started at the right time. He's got that little something about him and he's doing great. But equally, I don't want to demotivate you. Like not all of you listening can be the top dog. It's just not possible. There's only so there's only a certain a small percent who can be the small percent. But every one of you can be better, can improve your lot in life, can earn a bit more money, can level up your skills, can have happier relationships, can be fitter. Are you going to be the best in the world? Probably not. If I'm honest, probably not. But you definitely can be better. So just because you can't be the best doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. 100%. Love it, Dan. So that moves me on. I go on to my third one. And it is the world doesn't care if you're offended. And this should be this your so game plan apt right now. for this year. This is so true. And it's this kind of thing of understanding that if you are not in a good place, if you're not in a good mood, you will seek things not that will make you better, that will kind of solidify the things which you believe are true. And you will go and hunt to be offended. And this is what happens when you're not in a good place. When you're not in a good place, other people fuck you off a lot, especially online. And when you see people in the comments section arguing with strangers on the internet, the reason that they're arguing Mm. with strangers on the internet is because they are finding a form of escapism for them to channel their negative energy. And the problem with being offended, the problem with arguing with strangers on the internet is it helps it helps relieve some of that stress, anxiety, and tension, but it it goes nowhere. And when you're offended, what ends up happening is you get all of this pent-up energy and anger, and you channel it into things that are not going to help you get out of this anger and stress where you're currently feeling. But what happens with this is, is it just becomes this consistent negativity loop of constantly doing the same things to relieve that pain. And this, you know, it comes back to this definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If you're getting offended with people on the internet, you've got to stop for a second and go, why, well, firstly, why am I offended by this? Mm-hmm. Two things that will happen when you're offended by something. Someone will say something which you don't want to believe is true and actually is, or you've just followed the wrong person. And in both cases, there is an answer to that. The first one is going, well, maybe it's time to consider that that thing is true and that is the thing that's holding you back. Because one thing that is scary is to admit that that thing is true because now you have to start making those steps to change it. And this is what happens with habits. I would say that there's two paths to this. You can avoid it or you can expose yourself. And exposure is the hardest thing to deal with because Mm. it involves an element of pain. But this is the worst thing that I see, that somebody will quite happily be in pain for five years because they avoid something rather than six months when they expose themselves to changing it. And it comes back to, once again, a fucking quote, the pain of change is much less painful than the pain of staying the same. So yeah. if you are offended by things, and of course that's the first one, be truthful to yourself. Don't waste fucking time arguing with strangers on the internet and get very good at filtering your news feeds to things that 
don't actually matter. You know, if I'm getting offended by somebody having an opinion on something political or their ideologies, and I'm like, you're an idiot. It's like, well, you know, have we considered that this person is an idiot? Cool. Then why are we playing chess with pigeons? Thing is, there's nothing wrong with having a debate. And if you are able to control your emotions and let, like I've, I've had my opinions, you know, you changed on stuff. You know, I've learned things. I can have a, a grown up discussion with someone about something, but Honestly, like I watched some stand-up comedy the other day and it had some, re- and they deliberately, you know, there were some really, you know, to certain people, jokes that might be quite triggering. And yes, as language changes, certain words and phrases and, and terms aren't acceptable. And that's fine. That's okay. But as, as the comedian was saying, it's like, it's comedy. It's a performance. Okay. Life is pretty fucking tough. Okay, and you know, you will. I think you'll agree with this. Really common in the military. Lots of dark humor because it helps you get through fucking shitty times. Me, my mum, and my dad. Obviously, my sister had loads of health problems. You know, all sorts of terrible things. But we got through it through humor, and humor is a really good way to get through shitty times. And I'm sorry if this offends any of you, but I'm gonna say it anyway. But no one, give or take, gives a flying fuck if you're offended or triggered. Nobody fucking cares. No one cares. The only person who's getting worked up about it is you. Now, if someone is being deliberately offensive, if they're attacking someone, you know, like racist, sexist, you know, real nasty shit. Yeah. If you want to get stuck in, it can be quite fun to have a go at those people. Those sort of people... Give them fucking hell. But do you know what? Something gets on your tits. Something makes you feel bad. As Jamie said, unfollow. Don't look at it. Carry on with your fucking day. I hear and see shit all the time. Like, I, I, I don't mind sharing this, okay? Like, like um, where I live in, um, in the Southwest, there was loads of posters for join the pro-communism party. Now... Not going to get too political, but communism is a challenging one at best, okay? Obviously, certain countries around the world are communist. Not going to get super political, but I've also heard, you know, those places can be quite challenging to live, okay? And I'm just like, I saw the person putting it up who was the most white middle class, you know, they had Nike trainers on, they had a couple of other branded items on, and I was just like, oh, fuck off and part of me wanted to say like do you want britain to be communist or anything like that and i thought you know what i'm just gonna walk past i'm gonna listen to above and beyond in my music let that dickhead post his stupid little posters up if it makes him happy don't give a fuck carry on with my day and it's building the skill as i was about to say the the quote of chess with pigeons you never play chess with pigeon because it will it will knock over all the pieces, shit on the board, and strut around like it won. And that is exactly what happens when you argue with strangers on the internet. If you do want to argue with strangers on the internet, apply a Socratic method. And, and basics Ooh. of a Socratic method is just ask questions. And people like the sound of their own voice. And if somebody has mm. an opinion, add to it by asking questions about it so they can either slip themselves up or question whether there is a reality. Because here's the thing. 
if you are writing more than two lines on the internet to a stranger, just stop and think that you've basically allocated 20, 30 minutes to write this long piece. Then you allocate 20, 30 minutes of time to wait for a response. How to win this game is the game isn't waste your time. The game is to waste their time. And the best way is the Socratic method. So say someone's wrote this long post that is defending Go everybody. On. What is it? Your reply is, that's an interesting concept. I thought it was this and this, although I could be wrong. What do you Ooh. think? And what's great about that like is that. that took me, that took me to write less than 20 seconds. But we'll take that person to respond at least 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. Can I give you the childish version of this? Because I've I've got one. Okay. Now, for those of you with kids, I remember saying this when I was a little boy. I'm sure kids still say it now. Okay. Especially if somebody insults you. And th- th- you've got to be committed. You've got to go past the point where it's not funny anymore. And keep going. And all you reply with, I know you are, you said you are, but what am I? And you just keep replying. Oh, and I have had people lose their fucking minds in the comments. And as soon as that, mate, paragraphs. And then then there's me. (laughs) Cut paste once a fucking again so if you just want to fuck with people on the internet who are calling you names that is pure gold you will entertain yourself for far longer than sensible uh, i have childish. a talent of so I, I have a talent of selecting the right gif for the right response and the beautiful thing about instagram now is that you can reply with gifs so build up your gif game better because it's a lot quicker yeah, to choose a uh What's, uh, I I couldn't remember what this was on the last podcast. I remember when I was going, oh, this, um, and it's just a form of communication that's non-verbal. So non-verbal mm-hmm. communication is gifts. Yeah. A gif, a good gif or good meme at the right time can say so much more than words. Oh, so beautiful. up your gif game, up your meme game, because it is right. one of the it most is, intelligent honestly. forms of communication. Shall I've got, I'll just show this. And if you can find it, if you search cat holding its thumb up, honestly, it's a picture of a cat with a blank expression. And for somehow it's got like, it's, it's like a paw and it's holding up its thumb. I don't know how it's doing it. But again, just like I know you are, you said, Joe, what am I? I will just keep posting that cat. And it drives people fucking wild. It is such fun. I like, I'm, yeah, I'm I like the gift of the kid. What is wrong with me? Yeah, the, the oh, is kid, it the on, kid the on the computer. Yeah, who just goes, who does a salute? Yeah, no, yeah, right. he just, he just, he just nods and then goes. So yeah, okay, then so okay, last one, joint one, joint one, and this one, me and Jamie both had a virtually the same, but it's quite funny because it was our second one on both ones. So I love it, and the fact is, it's and it's quite harsh, but when you step back. It gives you real true ownership, I think. And it actually gives you a lot of freedom. And it's simple. So this was our joint number two. The world doesn't owe you shit. 100%. I'll put the world won't... Well, actually, mine is different to yours, actually, Dan. Go on, what was your permutation? Mine is, the world won't notice when you're gone. Okay, let's combine the two, then. 
Yeah. Oh, okay, you so, shit and don't care when you're not here. So there's there's two things which I, I want to speak about this. There's a there's a great kind of meme slash uh, image on the internet, and it's got two pictures of Earth next to it, and it says Earth. I know it. Before and not you know the world before and after you made a mistake, and I like to change that the world before and after you you know you you died, and it talks once again this this um there's this picture of Earth. I think it's from 170,000 kilometers away. And it's called Blue Pale Dot. And it's a great piece, which someone has wrote by Carl Sagan, about this tiny blue dot, mm-hmm. you know, in this galaxy far away where everything and everyone, good, bad, evil, has been and gone. And actually, you know, that is such an important thing to understand is that all the energy that you are spending and negativity and that thinking that you're important, in the grander scheme of things, you're not. And weird, I don't know how I've managed this, but on email, I keep getting sent like family tree stuff and says, oh, we found somebody in your family tree. Anyway, I looked on it and I looked back at my family tree about six generations. And there was a guy, I think his name was like James Henry. And he had six kids. And what's interesting, and, and this is kind of my thought process with it, was I'm here because of him. Okay. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him then having six kids and then one of them kids had kids and then they had kids and they had kids and then they had my granddad and then ends up me. But I didn't know anything about this guy. I'm sure he had aspirations, dreams and goals. I'm sure he had lots of things going on in his life. Yet I knew nothing about him until that little family tree, which I happened to come across on the internet. And the reason is, is no one cares. Like you're gone. And in a few hundred years, you will be... Nothing matters. Nothing at all. And people worry about legacy. Our mutual friend Dan Priestley was interviewed and he said, oh, you know, what, what, what legacy do you want to leave? And obviously he wants to, you know, leave, you know, some money for his kids and family and all that kind of stuff. He's like, I don't give a shit really about building a legacy. I am paraphrasing. I think he says it a lot more eloquently than that. He said, like, I'm gone. Like, I, I want to do a good job, you know, do well, make a difference, leave a good impact you know, set my family up for a future generations, but I'm gone. And and one thing just obviously, Jay said that I want to say, yes, if you were to go, people will miss you. And yes, there will be people. But, you know, again, your loved ones care about you. You know, probably some of your colleagues care about you. Some of your clients care. You know, I've got clients who are really, you know, good friends as well. You know, partners, people obviously give a shit about you. But there will yep. be a time as we get older, you know, first of all, it's your grandparents, then it's your parents, then people out of the friendship, you know, like my dad said, this friendship group start to go. And then, you know, then you're a memory, you know, so I remember my granddad, but you know, if I have kids, they'll have never met their granddad. They'll just be someone that I talk about. And then when they come up, do you know what I mean? Like the further we go down, we, we just don't exist anymore. And it's like, and and Jay's version. So, what was your version again, Jay? Sorry, your version of the, the world. One? The world won't notice where you're gone. Um, yeah, and I, I think the the way that I want you to think about this is this: you tend to work all the hours under the sun. You work weekends to provide for your family or provide for your friends in in order to leave a legacy. And mm. the only legacy that you will leave is for strangers. And yep. the people that actually matters, the only thing that they will think about you because you're it's trying to build this thing yeah. for somebody else is, yeah, is the time you spent. And if you have wasted 
all of your time trying to build something for people that don't actually matter. And because yep. of that, you didn't actually spend time with the people that mattered. Mm -hmm. You have failed miserably because you have really misunderstood what life, what is, life about. is about. And I, and and I fucked this. I've come from a place of, yeah. of, of doing this in 2016, which caused me to have a meltdown because I was like, okay, you want to become super successful. You wanted to create a legacy in that. And I was like, you mm -hmm. haven't even fucking spent an hour talking to your wife this fucking year. It's like what you are doing this all wrong. Mate, I know exactly what you mean. And it's like, I will say last year and it's a, it's a weird thing. You, you can't, it's the sort of stuff that I would hear when I'd go to seminars that I'd be like, oh, shut up. Sounds like bullshit. But last year I doubled out and I spent, you know, I had like, you know, I had date nights with my mum and sister. You know, I went to spend time with my family. I booked in, you know, I saw my boys. We, we, we got a little badminton league going, which turned into just pizza night. Um, I made an effort to travel more, to go and see my friends. I basically doubled down on everything you said. I made more money last year, easier, with less stress, because I was, and again, I'm not saying that because I was hanging out with my friends and stuff, but I was a happier Dan. I was a more connected Dan. I was a wholer Dan. So I didn't mind working harder because I had all these nice treats and time with people and I made good memories. And that's the thing that made such a huge difference to me. And when I say, you know, my, my, my version of it, which is the world doesn't owe you shit. I'm going to say this. I got into a funk earlier last year where I was like, I've written this best-selling book. I've got this big group. And, you know, I, I was just in a, in a funk. You know, things weren't popping off. A couple of launches hadn't worked. And I was like, well, they should. You know, I'm damn fucking Meredith. And again, I don't say this out loud. This is like an internal monologue. And then I remember thinking, I meant, mate, I said, mate, the, the, the market doesn't owe you shit. You know, it's moved on. You've got to change things. You've got to adapt. You've got to evolve. No, like literally no one, uh, the world does not owe me shit. Kind of like what you said about, you know, you know, you've got to create things of value. I just thought to myself, fuck, you know, I've actually let a few things slide. I've got to step back up again as I've done. And that's hence why the year has ended in, or last year ended in such a phenomenal way. But the world doesn't care if you come from a tough home. The world doesn't care if someone is ill. The world doesn't care if a loved one passes away. The world doesn't care if you get made redundant. The world does not fucking care. Your friends, your family, your loved ones do. Okay? Just making that super clear. But the thing is, bad shit is going to happen to you. That is the human existence. Shit is going to happen. And you can either let it break you, or you can let it make you. I let it break me at points last year. I, I, I sunk into some real lows, real lows. Um, but I've learned from them. And now I see those things as opportunities for me to, you know, to fight on, to step on, to step up, to keep going. Because ultimately, whatever happens to me in the grand scheme of human history, the planet, the cosmos, I mean something to people. Okay, I do. You, listener, mean something to people. But in the grand scheme of everything, I am nothing. And I say this in a non-morbid way, right? If I was to say in between recording this podcast, that was, I'm, I'm gone. Whatever, yeah? There will be people that will be sad. 
Okay, obviously my loved ones will. There'll be people online who'll probably write some nice things. There'll probably be a couple who'll write some shitty things as well. But you know what? In time, I'll be forgotten. And that's okay. Because, you know, I won't be posting. I won't be speaking. I won't be on podcasts. I won't be books. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I've got books to the right of me in my shelf from authors who are long since passed. You know, they're, they're there. Their words are in print. But... Some people have no idea who these people are and they never will. And that's okay. The world is, you know, it can be a cruel and tough and hard place, but it's also like a wonderful and joyous and exciting place as well. And do you know what? You're you're not going to walk through this life not encountering obstacles, okay? What you can do, though, is you can prepare yourself, you can train yourself, you can help yourself, you can... Build yourself up to be able to weather those storms when they come. But thinking you're going to go through life without some shit is it's just not reality. So just because, again, people care about you. The world doesn't give a shit. And when you understand that the world does not give one fuck, does not give a fuck about you, okay? Be a good person. Don't harm people. Don't do bad shit. Don't break laws. I mean, if you want to, again, your choice. But don't be a fucking scumbag, okay? But it's actually really free. Because when you realize in 100, well, let's say 200 years, okay? Cut 100 years time. None of the shit you do that's matter. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. So launch the business. Write the book. Ask out the attractive person. Make the connection. Move to the country. You know, have the kid. Fucking whatever. Doesn't matter. So many things there can be. Because in a few, you know, in a couple of hundred years' time, it don't mean shit. So you'll spend, again, we all have heard the regrets of the dying, and people just, you know, most people wish they worked less. That was one of the big ones. Another one was wish they spent more time with their loved ones, which you've already identified. And the other one is that people wish they took more risks. They wish they just tried things. And do you know what? I fail at stuff all the time. Shit doesn't work all the time for me, but also loads of shit's worked as well because I gave shit a go. So sometimes, look, you are going to not know if it's going to land in your favor or not. But for the love of Christ, the world doesn't give a fuck. Give things a go. Give things a try because you never know. You might be thinking, and I said this to a friend of mine the other week, right? And he's a, he's a lovely guy, um, quite shy, but he's worked hard. You know, he's got himself into, he's got good business. He's in good shape, you know. He found one of his friends to help him dress like an adult. He used to just basically look like melted cheese in a tracksuit. So he looks really good now. And um, he said, there was this lady that he really liked. And he said, what do I do? And I went, have you, I said, have you built up a bit of a connection? And he said, yeah, yeah. We've, you know, we've chatted back and forward. You know, so I said, ask her out. And he said, what do you mean ask her out? I went, ask her out. And he's like, well, what if she says no? Well, I said, well, if she says no, well, you've got your answer. And I said, well, what if she says yes? And he said, well, then you've got your answer. And he goes, what if she ignores me? Well, you've still got your answer. Like, that's the thing. Like, all of the all the three options, like, as long as you're, you know, not a creep about it, you get your answer. So, for, you know, and, in, you know, I'll let you, I'll hand over to you, Jay, because obviously I got quite animated on this one. But for me, my closing statement is from, like, like in a few hundred years, none of this shit's going to matter. Give shit a go. Just give shit a go. You never know. And never stop trying. Never stop trying. Okay? 
it doesn't matter if you're a teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you can always, always go again. It does get a little bit harder as you get older. And honestly, you, it's, you permanently feel like you need a coffee. And the, as a guy, needing a piss a little bit more often is a little bit more frustrating. So other than those things, your brain still works. I was talking to my mum, mum's 68. She still feels like she's in her 20s. You know, she's still got a young mind. You can always do more. You can always try things. Because you know what? End of the day, don't fucking matter. Give it a go. Yeah, and you'll be amazed at what you can achieve when you commit to something for the next five to ten years. And it's, you know, it's about finding your black belt. You know, I've started jujitsu. You might not know this, but yeah, I started jujitsu. Do you? I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I started obviously 38 and I was like, mm, you know, most people take 10, 12 years for a black belt. So let's just say I'm going to be black belt by 50. And most people think, well, that's a bit old for one. And it's like, well, I'm going to be old anyway, so I might as well have a black belt. But also, like, you could become world class at something in 10 years. I always give the example of Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, 10 years ago, unheard of. Now, one of the most successful YouTubers with 200 million subscribers, all because he found something that he liked doing and just fucking did it and did, it, did it consistently for for time. And, you know, as you get older, things are harder to do. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do them. You know? <laughs> fucking damn. <laughs> just, this is, you're right. Okay, this is for any young lads listening to this, all right? Everything still works. Everything's good. Jamie, you can either back me up or just do the dead-eyed face if you want to do that. Everything's still fine. Just when you get a bit older, you just got to focus a little bit more. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, things do things do get a lot more difficult. Um, <laughs> more oh, I'm more so, so that, sorry. But, more so for Dan. Uh, Oi, so there's nothing. No, is, is there, ah, no, no. I'll have you know, I can guarantee a young lady the best two to seven minutes of her 2024, should she so be inclined. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very busy man. A very busy man. We've all got shit to do. Okay. But then, <laughs> you know, but, but always said about the world not caring when we're gone. A lot of these harsh truths, you can look at them in, in two ways. You can look at them, like I always say, you can look at them as no one cares, or you can look at them as no one cares. You can look at it as the world won't notice when you're gone, or you can look at it as the world won't notice when I'm gone. And it's all the way in which you look at it. And I do this all the fucking time. Life is going to throw you fucking lemons. Life is going to throw things your way. And how you deal with it will be the difference whether you become successful or not. Because one of the problems that you have is that you think that you're some kind of special snowflake, that only bad things happen to you, only shit things happen to you. No, they happen to everyone. What makes the difference is how you respond when they do. And this is the game of life for me. When when shit hits the fan, it's how your brain works in that situation. And a lot of people go into panic mode. They go, oh my God, oh my God. A lot of people get stress and anxiety instead of going, is this, is this going to help me get out of this thing? No. So let's create 
mental frameworks in our head to overcome these. And when shit hits the fan for me, I sometimes smile and go, oh, plot twist and find ways. Plot twist. That is my favorite thing to do. You just stop and you go, whoop, plot twist. And now you find your way out of that path. And it's like, cool, new challenge. You know, this has come to test me. This has come to, and something I say to my clients when they have like a shit launch or they didn't achieve their goal, it's like, cool, great. This is good because now we get to figure out how we, what went wrong, what we didn't do and how we can now make the steps to make it right. Because with failure, with fuck ups comes experience and practice. And actually it's easier to, you know, it's so much easier to find out what went wrong with something that you tried than trying to figure out how to do it right having never tried. And that's a super important one because it's very hard to find a path I like when that. you've got no, it's very hard to find a path and a route when you've never walked down anywhere before. And I, what I used to love in the army was when we used to do survival camps, we used to have to um, have a piece of paper. And what we used to have to do is walk around and draw the map out. And then really? what, ha- yeah. So what you would do in survival camp, of course, is that you'd walk around and you'd basically draw all the paths, all the fences and everything. Because when you are doing stuff as in like escape and evasion and stuff like that, you want to know the, the, pl- the places to go. And the only way that you're going to be able to get through that is is making sure that you don't go down the wrong path, making sure that you know where everything is, making sure you've got a good lay of the land. And actually, it's easier when you have a map. But the only way to have that map is to by walk is by walking around the whole thing and drawing it. And you know, it's a very interesting analogy for life. It's like you need to go around and draw your fucking map. You need to see where the boundaries are. You need to see where the routes are. You need to see where the locations are. You need to see where the dead ends are as well. And actually, it's Definitely. much easier to make a decision on things when you know that if I go that path, that's that's going to get me nowhere. But I didn't know that until I actually went down that path. But the trouble that people have in life is that they're too afraid to go down paths for fear of a dead end. And it's like, cool, well, what? at least we know there's a dead As end. As Jay there. said, life is going to give you lemons sometimes. Do you know what? Punch those lemons in the dick, tell them to go fuck themselves and do your own thing anyway. Seriously? Just go and experience and enjoy life. Do things, try things, see what fucking happens. Honestly, you got one fucking roll of the dice. Whatever your religious beliefs are, realistically, we're here once in this mortal body, one-time deal, okay? Go do shit. See what happens. Sometimes it's going to fail. Sometimes it's going to fly. And you just don't know until you give it a go. 100%. I think that's a perfect way to finish this Harsh Truth podcast. Ladies and gents, I really hope you enjoyed those Harsh Truths. Listen, apply, and I guarantee if you do, you'll be having one hell of a year this year. And we wish you all the best. I've been your body, Jamie Ullerton. And I've been your continually interrupting beast, Dan Meredith. Take care. Mm.